Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We've got an awesome episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking Minnesota bear hunting with the big buck serial killer himself, Dan in fault. If you're a hardcore whitetail guy, you probably already know Dan, but you might not have known that in addition to being an incredibly successful deer hunter, he's also a hardcore bear guy. So uh, th- this episode is just loaded with some bear tactics that are they're really on a whole nother level in terms of, of bear hunting. Um, it, it's just some awesome stuff. So, But before we jump into it, uh, let's talk about some the partners of this podcast for a minute. Um, bear Hunting Magazine is proud to be partnered with Batum 907 Bear Attractants out of Alaska. So this episode is mainly focused on hunting bears in northern Minnesota, which now I did a scouting trip up there this last weekend, and I noticed it was loaded with blueberries. I mean, they're everywhere. <clears throat> so, But in the past, I've had crazy success using Batum 907 blueberry scents where there's a lot of wild blueberries. Um, and I, I personally think the reason for that is it mimics the scent the bears are already kind of looking for. And so, I mean, they're sort of roving around looking for blueberries. And, um, you know, that's kind of what they're naturally programmed to feed on. And so when you use blueberry scents, I think they kind of hone in on that. So um, Batum's got a lot of options for blueberry-flavored scents. Um, I, I've got a box full of them right now because I kind of figured there would be blueberries up there. So <clears throat> I went ahead and ordered a whole bunch of them. And uh, so I've got some blueberry attractant spray, blueberry sweet surrender, uh, blueberry scent balls, and... I don't know, a few others I can't remember. But my point is, um, I highly recommend them. And uh, so check them out at Batum907.com. The Bear Hunting Podcast also partnered with Bear Hunting Magazine. Um, Bear Hunting Magazine actually has quite a few articles from what I've... I've got a whole bunch of back issues and uh, sort of delving through them. And I found a whole bunch of Minnesota-related stuff. Uh, They had some great do-it-yourself hunt write-ups. Um... They had some guides and some outdoor writers that have written quite a few articles, and they all had a ton of really good info in them, so I was happy I kept those magazines. And, you know, I'm doing it myself, but if I was looking for a reputable guide in Minnesota, Bear Hunting Magazine's got some uh, highly recommended guides you can choose from that's sort of already vouched for. So, and, uh, you know, they've also got pretty much anything, you know, forget Minnesota, they've got all kinds of stuff, so if you need anything bear hunting, you know, they've got it. So if you're not already a subscriber to Bear Hunting Magazine or you need to re-up your subscription, use the promo code BHP when ordering to receive $5 off a subscription, which is already, like, really cheap. So, I mean, it's a sweet deal. All right, before we get into this today, um, one more thing. I want to ask you all a big favor. Um, I need your help getting the word out about this podcast. So, you know, if you're on forums or social media... Um, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or something else, you know, do me a big favor and share the Bear Hunting Podcast to anything that you think, to anybody you think would be interested. Um, you know, if you have a favorite episode, like if you're a, a member of, uh, I don't know if this exists or not, but say Minnesota resident bear hunters or, you know, something like that, um, you know, I, I, I'm not active on that, but if if you are, um, share this episode to that uh, group, or you know, or some something else, or just the uh, social media page. Um, that would be a huge help to getting the word out there about this podcast. Um, 
you know, or, or if you're on a forum, say, I don't know, there's a Minnesota hunting forum or something like that, um, share the podcast episode to it. That really helps get the word out there and helps other people find us. So, And, you know, if you get a chance, uh, leave us an iTunes or Google Play review or something like that. Um, it's not a huge deal because, thankfully, we're the only bear hunting podcast out there. But, uh, you know, the iTunes reviews definitely help, too. And I, I read them, and I appreciate them. So, so and uh, if you have any questions or comments, suggestions, uh, need a bear recipe, whatever you want, want to send me a photo, uh, you can email me at bearhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. Or uh, you can send us in messages on Instagram or Facebook. So I, I personally read, respond, and try to act upon every email or message I get. Um, and, uh, you know, your questions, they tend to make their way into episodes. If you've got a question and you want an answer to it or, uh, you know, I mean, I'll answer if I know the answer, I'm going to answer you myself too. So you're not going to be waiting around for months on a, on a question, but, um, I'll, especially if I don't know the question, I try to bring somebody on that does know the answer. So, um, you know, if you've got a question, please send it to me. Even if you don't think I might not know it. I'll try to get somebody on there that does. So I really appreciate that or just comments or feedback or whatever you want to do. I really appreciate all that stuff. So, all right, on to the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. On the line, I've got uh, somebody most of you probably all know, uh, Dan and Fault from uh, Hunting Beast. So uh, how you doing, Dan? Pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. So, <clears throat> you probably don't need too many in, in, too much of an introduction here, but uh, uh, I guess for the listeners that don't really know who you are, uh, do you want to give me a quick introduction? <laughs> I'm probably known best for my uh, my deer hunting, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I've got a pretty strong bear background too. Okay. Um, I've uh, shot probably uh, a little over forty trophy bucks. Um, most of them off of public land, mm-hmm. and I've taken a uh, um, a few good bears too. You know, a handful of them, dozen or so. Yep. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> you have you have the nickname the Big Buck Serial Killer as well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool. So you know, I, I guess coming from your background of of uh, you know sort of trophy whitetails, what made you do the jump into bears? I guess. I guess I've always had a uh, passion for bears. Um, you don't hear about it as much because it's harder to get tags. You don't mm-hmm. do as much hunting for them. I don't live in a bear area, so i got to travel to them. Right. You know? Yeah. Where, where do you live at, roughly? I live in uh, southeastern Wisconsin, right between Milwaukee and Madison. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's definitely bears in Wisconsin, but not a lot around there. So, But you don't you don't typically hunt Wisconsin, do you? For bears, yeah, and yeah, I, I do, but oh, I, okay. uh, I'm a lot more successful in Minnesota um, okay. for several reasons. Mm-hmm. What are those reasons? The reasons are um, uh, it's easier to kill bears in Minnesota be- for a do-it-yourself guy, mm-hmm. and the reason for that is is baiting starts in Wisconsin uh, April 14th, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to travel to bait. So I'd have to travel every weekend, and you're limited on bait in Wisconsin to 10 gallons. Okay, yep. Uh, Minnesota, there's no limit on bait. Yep. Um, and there's only a three-week baiting period. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I can compete with the outfitters in Minnesota and do well. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, you know as well as I do, bears will go through 10 gallons of bait. They can go through 10 gallons of bait at night easy <laughs> if you have enough easy. of them. Easy, yeah, easy. easy. So, <clears throat> yep, I hear you. See, I live on the border of uh, Michigan and Wisconsin up in the UP, and uh, so I, I put in for Wisconsin tags, but I'm waiting for the unit that's, like, right next to me, just that way, mm-hmm. because I know, I mean, you can't do long-range baiting in Wisconsin. I guess you could, but it... I don't know. It wouldn't be very good. I have, and I've, I've done okay with it, um, okay. but uh, I haven't done great. Um, I've killed a bear in Wisconsin in every single unit in Wisconsin. No kidding. Um, wow. And now I'm uh, I'm focusing on C mm-hmm. because um, not a lot of people know this, but uh, in unit C, the southern zone of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, you can get a tag uh, every other year mm-hmm. um, now. And uh, some guys have drawn it their first time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what? I mean, but is hunting pressure pretty crazy there? Yeah, it, it is. But uh, there's a lot bigger bears. Okay. Uh, Southern Wisconsin has some giants. Um, two years ago, when I had my last tag for C, mm-hmm. um, I blew it late in the season on a shot at when I was hunting the whole season that was probably over 600 pounds. Wow. Um, and it would have been my biggest bear. Wow. Um, I'm yeah. sure of it. Yeah. Wow, what, and and I had five hundred pounders on every bait, every bait I had out. Good grief! We're, but um, they got dog training down there, even though it's not a dog zone. Mm-hmm. And just before the season opens, for the month before, they run dogs really hard on those bears, mm-hmm. right up until just before opening. You got nine days for the opening. Those bears are real skittish after that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know what you mean. So, I mean, pretty much any kind of pressure will, I mean, whether it be bait or hounds or just people walking in the woods, bears are, are very sensitive to it. So, right. Yeah. But makes sense to me. Yeah. So, um, but for that reason, you choose Minnesota. Um, and you're pretty much just a do-it-yourself guy. Do you ever use guides or anything? Um, you know, I've gone with guides, um, but I really prefer... Uh, do it yourself. I like doing things my way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think in a lot of cases I have a better understanding than a lot of guides mm-hmm. on, on bears. And that might sound a little, you know, off, but that's really what I believe. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys that bait bears are just in it for money, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm in it for passion. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a little difference there. Yeah. And uh, where, where you get problems with guides is, um, you know, they're out to make money. Mm-hmm. When I hunt in Minnesota, um, I buy fifteen hundred dollars worth of bait to start out with, and that's not just that's not even going into what I collect. Wow, that's what I yeah. pay for cash. Wow! And uh, it costs me way more to do it myself in Minnesota than it does to hire a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do it right. I yep. mean, I'm not using you know leftover uh, crap from the table. Mm-hmm. I'm using you know premium stuff. I'm buying uh, cookie dough, cookies, donuts by the barrel, candy, the, you know, the really good stuff. Um, yeah. And experimenting with it, you know, where you, you put the stuff in a pile, you got cameras over it watching it. Mm-hmm. And I put out a pile of bait in Minnesota that uh, lasts um, seven days till I get back. I mean, yeah. I put out probably three or four 55-gallon barrels for a, full of bait a week at each bait. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is a lot of bait. Yeah, see, because I am... 
I, I've told you before, but for the listeners, I just drew a uh, my first Minnesota tag up in uh, the limited quota unit up north, and um, I'm not going to say which unit, but uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm basically planning to do the same thing that you do, run up there and uh, and just put out tons of bait like that, but uh, a little, little closer than you, but um, it's all crazy. So four, so you're putting out about 200 gallons of bait a week. Yeah, it's insane. Um, wow. We take a truck and a trailer up there every week, but you only have to bait for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. we go up there twice, and the third time I just stay till season opens. Okay. Because I'm driving seven and a half hours one way, wow. and then it's it's over a day to bait. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm my baits are so far apart. Yeah. Um, so I'm up there for a three day weekend each time I bait. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Do you have usually have guys come up with you too, right? Yeah, um, because there's so much work involved. I involve some friends that, uh, and you know, you got to really pick the right partners. Yeah, I think a lot of guys don't don't get that uh, <laughs> that downright yeah. because there's no room for lazy. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got a job, and those bear camps are hard work. Yes, and uh, I actually I bring my wife too, and she uh, watches camp, um, okay. so nobody steals their stuff. Mm-hmm. For anybody who hasn't hunted in Minnesota, it's, uh, there's some real territorial guys up there. Okay. And uh, it can get downright scary. I'm not scared of the bears, but the people up there are a little, a little <laughs> off. <laughs> wow. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of competition with outfitters, and there's a lot of e- illegal outfitters. Okay. And if anybody's planning on hunting up there, I would recommend you go up there once with a guide. Okay. And, 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 and you know, get a feel for the land. Yeah. Um, otherwise you might fall on your face. I mean, unless you got a good background and, and do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I know you do, Yeah. but I, I'm saying some of your listeners might not, they might yeah. want to try it with a guide first. Yep. Um, especially if you're not coming just from a, like bear, bear country, you know, I mean like I, I've, you know, my experience, I've taught a DIY tons in Michigan. I've hunted DIY in Canada. And so, I mean, this, mm-hmm. this isn't, you know, new to me. I, I know what sort of the terrain's like, but if you're coming from, you know, if you've never hunted bears before and you're like, oh, cool, I can go do a do your, do it yourself right, hunt in Minnesota, right, right, ooh, right. you're in for an awakening. <laughs> so, but yeah, if, uh, where I hunt too, if you uh, you get a little mixed up back there, uh, you might end up in Ontario someplace before you <laughs> find a road. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's wild. <laughs> fun times <laughs> well cool so so basically you go up you know for the three weekends before season in minnesota put out 200 gallon how many baits are you running up there we run three per person which is the legal limit okay yep and we we uh before they had a limit um we were still running three a person that's about all we could handle yeah oh yeah i can imagine i can imagine um and i hear a lot of people say they put out one or two, mm-hmm. and I certainly wouldn't put all my eggs in one or two baskets. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. How often are baits going cold up there? Um, you know, I get a couple that go cold, okay, but not too often. Um, okay. uh, uh, let's say about five, six years ago, four or five, six years ago, mm-hmm. it got a little slow up there because of over harvesting. Okay, now they've backed off on the tags a little bit, and the population's going back up. Yeah, but what I do see as um. I'm seeing some outfitters up there struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, last time I was up there was a good season for everybody. Yeah. But the time before that, which was five years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was in a camp and there's an outfitter there and he had uh, 12 clients uh-huh. and nobody saw a bear 
Uh, many of them had a bait that was never hit since the beginning. Oh, wow. And meanwhile, um, I had two guys with me with tags and myself, so three tags. Mm-hmm. The two guys I was with shot bears opening day, and I kept waiting for a certain wind for a really big bear that I wanted to go after. Yeah. And uh, these guys hadn't seen anything, and I had, because my buddies had filled up, I had to close bait stations. Mm-hmm. So um, just to make peace, because uh, <laughs> I felt a little uneasy, because yeah. these guys were camped all around me, mm-hmm. I went over and I said, hey, I got a bait over here that's uh, real active, you know, it's got bears on it. Why don't you put somebody over there? Yeah. And uh, he came over and thanked me the next day that they'd got a bear off that bait. Guess who shot it? <laughs> the guide? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, no. I just bit my lip. I mean, I'm not going to oh, say nothing. Yeah. But holy cow. Yeah. Really? That's you know? crazy. Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shady outfitters up there. So if a guy would hire an outfitter up there, yeah. you really got to do some background checking. Yep. Uh, most of them don't even have licenses, mm-hmm. um, right? And, and you you got to make sure it's a reputable person. Make sure they got a website. Make sure they got a license. Yeah, and get some references and check them if you actually do an outfitter. You know? Right, exactly. Now, and I think because um, I was just looking at the Minnesota DNR page, they have a list of registered guides, bear like specifically bear guides, right on the bear hunting page, and there wasn't mm. that many guides on there. There was like a list of maybe ten or fifteen. So well, you know what the difference is between Minnesota and Wisconsin. What's that? Um, on guides, um, it was in Wisconsin. Anybody with fifty bucks can be a guide. Oh, That's what gotcha. it costs to, to get a license. Mm-hmm. In Minnesota, you have to learn. Uh, uh, you have to go through a life saving course. You have to go through uh, all kinds of. Uh, crap to get a license you know yeah so a lot of guys try to bypass that okay gotcha yeah because uh, in michigan um in order to guide on let's see i think it's state or federal land you have to hold you have to have like an insurance policy or something so um i mean i'm there's definitely some illegal guide guiding going on but um the it seems like a lot of them have kind of went away anyway but so, I mean, I think that's the case in either where guides, though. I mean, there's definitely awesome guides out there that really put in a lot of work, know what they're doing, and you will yep. kill not just bears, but nice bears if you go out hunt with them. But you got to do your research, definitely. So, right. Yeah. That area, the, the area of northern Minnesota floods with um, wannabe guides that come from south. Okay. And they set up uh, camps. Mm-hmm. They're not even guys that live up there. You want a good guide, you find somebody that lives up there. Yeah. yeah um, those guys go up there and they do kind of what I'm doing, and they're trying to pay their way by getting other people to pay for their hunting, basically. Oh, gotcha. You know, yeah. um, the best way to do it yourself up there is is on the state, uh, on the, uh, the uh, national um, forest land. Okay, yeah. You you can uh, camp anywhere you want, mm-hmm. and look for the area furthest away from any campground. <laughs> that. that would be my advice. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's some areas up there that really are kind of untouched where you don't get a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But around those campgrounds, I mean, they can get really heavy pressure. Okay. Wow. They don't even venture far from the campground. That's funny. <laughs> wow. 
I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, I, I typically try to get pretty far from people, too. But uh, anyway, but that's uh, definitely a little, <laughs> a little reassuring on that. That's wild. <laughs> Most of them seem like they're scared of the woods. I mean, uh, really? Um, all the baits that you find up there are 100 yards off the road. Okay. Get that. Really? You know, and as soon as you get back in there a little ways... Mm-hmm. you're doing really well. And when you get heavy pressure like that and you got uh, a bait every, you know, four or 500 yards down a road, yeah. when you when you realize what bears do, I mean, most of these guys don't even know how to read terrain and where a bear should be. They're just randomly putting baits out. Yeah. And, you know, that terrain, those bears are all in those, at that time frame of uh, early September, mm-hmm. when it's hot out, those bears are all in the cool swamps. Yeah. So I'm mapping out swamps like on the internet and looking at them and yep. studying them yep. and looking for little terrain features like points that go out in them mm-hmm. and stuff like that and finding these swamps and then uh, then going out and doing some actually on foot scouting and we take trips up there in the springtime mm-hmm. uh, when you can really see well and get yep. back in and find the spots <laughs> and uh, you know mark our way back into these places and most of them we're going back on. Uh, old logging roads and stuff and and uh what i like to find is logging roads that you can tell ain't been used in a while where you gotta actually clear them you gotta go in there with a chainsaw and clear a path the trouble with that is somebody else is gonna follow you yeah yeah but they can see somebody's in there doing something you know yeah exactly man it's like you're reading my mind because i i'm literally this next weekend it won't be you know once the listeners hear this, it'll be well past, but uh, this weekend I'm going up scouting um, with my buddy who also drew a tag, and uh, I've been doing the same thing, um, scouting, looking for swamps and uh, um, other things. Like, Do you ever focus on food sources near swamps, too, if you can? Sure, yeah. Um, okay. I don't want solid swamp because there's nothing for a deer to eat, uh, bear to eat. Yeah, yep. Uh, you at least got to be up against hardwood. Okay. But uh, have, having clear cuts nearby is a good thing, too. Okay. You know? Yep. What? No, um, no. Up in that far north, is there, because I've always heard hazelnuts can be an issue in Minnesota. Is there hazelnuts up there, or is there... Yes, yes there is, but there's no acorns. Okay. All right. That's, that's good. At least where I'm at. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, so... Now, the hazelnuts, uh, I can remember uh, last time, everybody was bitching that that's why they didn't have any bears in their baits. Well, meanwhile... I'm passing three bears a night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know if it's an issue or not. I mean, maybe if you get the right bait, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Remember too, up there, there isn't access to all that good bait. I'm bringing that bait in from Wisconsin. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's sort of my plan too. So, uh, I mean, that's what I, that's what I do anyway. Um, I, I personally love to use like trail mix, um, trail mix or some granola i make like a homemade granola that's just like this sweet and sticky sloppy things that the bears just love to eat um you know but it and one of the tactics i use in michigan is i purposely set up on acorns and it seems like the more acorns there are the better it is I mean, I remember right. there's been years Put where... Put right where the acorns are. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I do. I mean, when I walk to my stand, I'm, like, crunching acorns the whole way, and mm-hmm. and yet I have 20 bears slamming my bait, you know, so... Yep. But, yeah, because you know what? They want a variety. Yeah, exactly. Even when you put a bait out, I mean, some guys will just keep putting donuts out or whatever. Donuts are great bait. Yeah. But you need more than just donuts if you want to keep them happy. They're like people. Yeah. I mean, I love lobster. 
I wouldn't want to eat it every day. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. As much as I love pizza, I can't eat it every day. <laughs> right there, you go. Yep. Exactly. I, uh, we had a huge variety uh, every time we were successful up there, and uh, what was really working for us was, like you said, the trail mix. It was heavy on nuts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, we got uh, the the cereal from trail. Uh, was that uh, Lucky Charms uh-huh. cereal? Yeah. And it was separated. The marshmallows and the uh, cereal was separated. And I got more marshmallows than I did cereal. Okay. And uh, they hated the cereal. Really? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't That's even get birds to eat the crap. Really? But, yeah. They would eat it, but it would be the last thing they ate. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they loved those little tiny marshmallows. And that's great because they couldn't carry them away. Exactly. The same with the trail mix. Yep. They couldn't carry it away. They couldn't scatter it. They yep. couldn't eat it fast because it would spread out. Yep. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing that worked real good was... Um, cookies and cookie dough but the cookie dough they eat too fast because it's big chunks yeah yep so i did like a mixture of cookies and cookie dough and the cookies are just crumbled cookies okay yeah but yeah. uh uh those three things were our best baits i mean but you'd see bears with specific oh we had a uh, we were also getting a pita bread okay and they really loved the pita bread uh mm-hmm. and i got a free so i got a huge bulk of it yeah and yep. i put that down as a base Mm-hmm. But you had bears that would come in and just eat the pita bread and drag it off and stuff. But we soaked it in maple syrup, too. But oh. uh, <laughs> they, they would just eat the pita bread. Yeah. And then you had bears that would come in and just pick for the marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's great about the trail cameras and stuff. You really, I mean, if you're paying attention, yeah. you can really get a grasp on, you know, yeah. how different these bears are. They got personalities like people. Oh, yeah. Yep. There was um, last year um, on my bait, I had... It was the first year I ever used, like, gummies, right? And these gummies, I mean, it's all, like, scrap factory stuff. And it was, they had been sitting in a box, and they all kind of fused these big gummy blocks, right? Well, I had this this yearling, it was actually a chocolate bear, which is rare for Michigan. But this little chocolate bear comes in, and, I mean, he'd scatter the logs every time. First thing he'd go for was that gummy block. Other bears are eating everything else, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, immediately and walk away with it too is the funniest thing. But it was early in the season, so I didn't really care. But um, yeah, it was funny. And so, but uh, huh, interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I I that that's part of why I figured out the trail mix thing myself is that I I, I mean, for one thing, the the bear activity goes up big time when you start using it but uh you can see what they're they're eating on the trail camera so mm-hmm. yep but yeah sweet <clears throat> so um so basically you're you're trying to stick to swamps up there then um yeah yeah okay that's the big thing okay yeah i'm pretty much the same i'd say that's pretty pretty much the same in the whole upper great lakes region is if you can find cedar swamps um, just lowlands that are close to food or other things, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. So, and Basically, everywhere I go, that's how I target it. Now, I know that there's some areas of the United States where they live in mountains and stuff. Yeah. That's not where I hunt living and, yeah, and, exactly. uh, and, and target them. The same as you. Yeah. I mean, exactly. the bears around here, you need to target swamps. Yep, exactly. Yep. <clears throat> that's where they are. So, but, uh, Cool. What so, I try to do is I try to get a, uh, a swamp where mm-hmm. um, I'm looking for a wind factor, and uh, I don't want that wind um, blowing into the swamp the day I hunt. Okay. But I do like a, a, a wind that blows into the swamp sometimes. Okay. Because what I find is those big bears, I want to put that bait where a big bear um, would like to bed. 
where he can lay into some thick stuff where it's nice and cool and monitor that bait because they like to guard it. Yeah. Um, and guys that argue with me don't set their baits up correctly. They're setting their baits up in hardwoods or on hills or something. Yeah. If you had, if set them up by them swamps, mm-hmm. those big bears will lay right next to that. You know, it's got to be a thick area. Yeah. They'll lay right next to that, that bait, you know, like 100 yards away, and they're listening to you when you put the bait out. They're listening to you come. They're listening to you go. And I can see it on cameras. Yeah. I leave, and the bears are 15 minutes later looking up the trail where I left. Yeah. And eating. Yeah. You know, and they're thinking they're outsmarting you. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking for is I'm setting up several baits, and I'm setting them up for different winds. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get that wind so the day I hunt, it's not going to blow into that swamp. It's mm-hmm. not going to blow into my face. It's going to be a crosswind that blows along that swamp. Okay. And uh, more than nine out of ten big bears that come in. Now, this doesn't go the same with little bears. Mm-hmm. But when a mature boar comes into them baits, mm-hmm. nine, at least nine out of ten times, he circles downwind. Yeah. You can hear him get up. You can hear him move. You, know, you can't always. Sometimes they're pretty silent. Yeah. But when you do, you can hear him get up in the swamp where he's supposed to be. But he comes in straight into that wind, mm-hmm. to that bait. And what I want to do is I want when he circles that bait and he gets downwind of it, mm-hmm. that he's downwind of that bait. But my scent is parallel to that, not blowing to him. Okay. Interesting. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. And and most of the big boars that I've killed, I've killed that way. Okay. And the other big trick that I use is to have a big opening, mm-hmm. um, be it a pond, a lake, maybe a canoe to your bait. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you walk through a open clear cut, mm-hmm. and you have your wind blowing over that clear cut. Yeah. But the wind is going over the opening, and the bears will not walk onto that opening in daylight usually, not yeah. in pressured areas. Yeah. And then you get them where they sneak in and they try to loop that bait, but they're, you're where they loop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're up against that edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's worked well for me, too. Okay. That, that is not typical. I mean, that is that is not typical bear strategy. You usually hear, put the wind in your face, um, or, right. or you know, wear some scent lock clothes or something, and that's all that matters. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know why people don't get that is because who are our bear experts out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're all sponsored. For the most part, they're outfitters. Yeah. And, and what is an outfitter going to tell you? He's going to tell you, you only need one bait. Yeah, Because exactly. he doesn't want to put out ten baits for you. He's making money. Right, exactly. He, he is a, Doing that to make money, and the more bait he puts out there, the less money he's making. Yep. The better the bait he puts out there, the less money he's making. Oh, yeah. And the more setup and work he does for you, the less he's do- he's getting for his work. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm not saying they're lying, yeah. but maybe there's a little justification going on. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. They're going to tell you that uh, those bears don't regard the wind uh, half the time they know you're there. And I've heard all that crap. And yeah. you, you probably have, too. Oh, yeah. And I have seen bears that come in and know you're there and they eat anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's usually a little rat. Yeah. Right? Usually. Typically, it's Those big bears rat. get downwind and they smell you. What happens? They're gone. gone. You know how, You know how old a big bear is? I mean, they're 15, 20 years old. Oh, yeah. Exactly. They're, I mean, if you think they about did it, not they're... make it that long in Michigan, Wisconsin, or Minnesota. Nope. By walking into baits in daylight. With no regard to the wind, exactly. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. I mean that, and that's the thing too. Like, um, 
in the upper Great Lakes, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, there's a lot of big bears. But I, I, I guarantee you there's some of the toughest bears to kill because they are so wizened up to people. And, they, and right. it's because they live 15, 20 years of playing this game. And if you're if you're not playing the game, if, if you can't outwit them in the game, you're never going to, you know, they don't make mistakes. I mean, sometimes they do, but very, very, very rarely. So here's what gets a bear. A bear is a bear is way smarter than a deer. Yeah. In, in my opinion, mm-hmm. they're a very intelligent animal. Yes. And they smell better than a deer too. Mm-hmm. But what gets them is that overwhelming desire to get that good food. Yep. I, I mean, it just kills them. They got to have that food. Yeah. So they take some rest, but they, but if they want it that bad, they're going to check it out. They're yep. going to make sure they're not going to get killed doing it. Yep. And, this is even more so in Minnesota mm-hmm. versus Wisconsin, because Wisconsin, you're baiting from, from April all the way through the season. Yep. Those bears are eating bait all year in Wisconsin. Yeah. So in Minnesota, about the time to get used to the bait, you know, you know, there's a hunter there, so they're used to the hunting pressure. Right. Where in Wisconsin, most of the time when they go in there, it's just baiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a little easier in Wisconsin in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, those bears are smart enough to go down into those baits and smell the baits. Yep. And I've watched it over and over again from trees. I've mm-hmm. seen them circle around downwind. I've seen them come in from downwind. And yep. you know, yeah. I, uh, I, I used to know an old guy that I hunted with a few times when I was young mm-hmm. and, uh, Brad Coonert. And mm-hmm. that guy would always set his baits up along the road. Mm-hmm. And I never got that. Cause he would, he would shoot some big, big bears. Yeah. And he told me, he said, Dan, the reason I do that is because they can't circle downwind. I keep the wind going to the road. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's that kind of started my thinking in that direction, you know? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. That's fascinating. Now, I don't want to be right alongside the road, but there's other ways to get around that with that yeah. opening or yeah. that crosswind. And hunting those crosswinds and those openings has is, is really been good for me. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of work to get those good setups. Right. You know, now I'm to the point where I've got enough of those good setups in Minnesota where now when I go up there, I know we're going to kill some big bears on those same big spots as long as nobody's found them on me. Right, exactly, exactly. No, I mean, you know, it all depends on the terrain or whatever, but how far back are you trying to get with some of these, these sites? Well, uh, they vary, um, but most of them are at least a couple hundred yards off the road, okay. you, you know, off a logging road. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there are some where we carry the bait, jeez, uh, I mean, close to close to a half mile, I mean, over a quarter <laughs> mile for sure. And uh, when you carry that much bait back there, it, that starts uh, being a downfall too, because now you're spending so much time at one bait. Yeah. But when you got a really good situation like that, it's worth it. And that's kind of the reason you got to have multiple people so that you can carry Yep. a lot of bait at once you know exactly that's wild <laughs> and if for some reason you're listening and um you're like oh baiting's easy <laughs> just remember that <laughs> two and i'll say it again 200 gallons <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! That is such good stuff. And so I've never, I've never thought about using, a, you know, basically a barrier like that to keep them from. Because I mean, I've seen it too, and it, it, it busted like that. And, and I, I came really close this last year. I had a, this big bear I had patterned, um, 
and he came in. It wasn't a crosswind, but I the wind was. I actually, yeah, it, I wasn't. I wasn't deliberately trying to do that, but it was a crosswind, and but somehow I don't know if he just saw me move or what. But this bear got within ten yards of me. But he was he came he was so smart. He came in um in some young hemlocks. And I mean I couldn't see him, but he started stomping the ground and snapping his teeth at me. And I don't know how he figured me. I still I can't figure it out. But because I, I thought I mean my I, I was I sit there I, I mean I, I puffed this wind checker like all the time. And I'm like I don't know how he figured me out anyway. But <laughs> You know, you gotta get milkweed. Milkweed? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, you know what milkweed is? No, I don't actually. It's a pod um, okay. that grows in ditch sides. Okay. Um, Google it when you have a chance. Okay. But uh, you dry these pods out. They're mm-hmm. out in like August, mm-hmm. and they've got this really fluffy, soft um, uh, material in there okay. that holds the seed, and it acts as a parachute and carries the seed through the air. Mm-hmm. You just pop the seed off. You let these things go in the air, mm-hmm. and unlike dust or a little string or something yeah they follow the wind currents and you can see where they turn where they change you can see exactly where your scent's going and oh. um when i'm using that stuff i can predict exactly where that animal's going to win me no kidding that's cool yeah it is a, it is amazing and i know it doesn't sound that way but then, when you use it yeah you will agree okay. it is amazing it's like it's like um Wind doesn't go straight, and thermals don't go straight. No. They follow things. They, they go around trees and stuff, yep. and you can watch how your scent travels from your tree just by dropping a bunch of these out over here and there. Okay. That's a cool idea, because, I mean, I've always used those, you know, like, puffer bottles of, like, flour or whatever that stuff is, and, um, but, it, and I watched, and I, and, I mean, I understand there's different currents of the wind, but I, you can't see it for very far, because it disperses really quick. So, that's cool. I'm going to try that, because, uh, huh, that's... That's not because you know that I mean this is probably going to be the most generalization, but there's a lot of uh, I would say most guy Eastern hunters just think the wind blows in one direction, you know it's east west you know north south and that's it you know and they don't yeah. understand that it's a it's basically flows just like a river would you know there's different currents yeah, and, and you, you know what uh, uh, those milkweed have taught me mm-hmm. um, a million things over over the span of me using those. Mm-hmm. But one big thing in bear country is when you get near those swamps, mm-hmm. if those swamps got water in it and that water heats up during the day with direct sunlight, yeah, it's warm when the sun goes down, when right. the bears are going to come in. Mm-hmm. And it's causing a thermal effect with the air rise. And the reason I know that is because the wind's blowing in your face or your crosswind or whatever you got, right? Yeah, yeah. And you feel it. Then it gets calm. Mm-hmm. You can't see any wind at all with your puff bottle with nothing. Yeah. You check with that milkweed and it goes straight to that water. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden now you can see thermals you can't even feel, but you can yeah. tell where they're going to wind you. Like the bear you're talking about, there's a good chance he winded you, mm-hmm. but you couldn't feel that that current going there. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't tell, you know, where that, you know, I mean, I just had that puffer bottle. And I had checked it, I don't know, not that long before there. And, uh, you know, and it looked like my wind was okay, but it was hard to tell because, the, I mean, it was blowing sort of... Ang- so angled to my left behind me though and so and that's where the bear came from just ahead of that and it looked like my wind was okay but it you know it must not have been so but because who knows what you know what that wind was doing you know, I don't know 10 yards past where my my wind blew so right right but, 
Sweet. Man, that, that is some advanced bear tactics there. <laughs> that is not... You're not going to read that in a bear textbook. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's awesome. Super, super cool. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, stand placement. Um, I guess on that, you know, how high do you like to go up? Because, I mean, you, you primarily bow hunt, or you only bow hunt, right? Yeah, for bears, I just bow hunt. Okay, yep. gotcha. Now, what do you what do you prefer for stand placement? Like, how high um, distance from the bait, that sort of thing? I guess it, vary, you know, it varies on the, the bait side or whatever, depending on how thick it yeah, is. Yeah, um, uh, a lot of times I have a couple of stands mm-hmm. spots picked out. And uh, I go on mobile, but you got to remember, I got mobile equipment that's really quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can slip up a tree with a bear bedded 100 yards from me, he'll never know I'm there. Gotcha, okay. But uh, most of your, your listeners would probably go in there and, and set stands. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt when you're trying to play that wind like that to have a couple of options. Yeah. But, um, and here we're going to get weird on you again. Okay. Um, when I go into a bait... Um, I'm like in, coming in from a ridge top straight down to a swamp, right? And mm-hmm. thinking that bear's going to be straight ahead of me in that swamp, and I'm looking for that crosswind, right? Right. What I've learned is, uh, I mean, think about this yourself, and your listeners can think about this too. How many times have you had that bait? You're baiting, you're baiting, and it's going really good. You've got all these bears coming in. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, right before opening day, they go cold. Yeah. And everybody says, oh, it's the hazelnuts. Oh, it's the acorns. Oh, it's the raspberries. Right? Yeah. You know what it is? What is it? It's that the guy put a tra- uh, trail camera on the other side of the bait. It's that he put a tree stand up off to the side. <laughs> it's that he, he cut a little limb out of his way. Yep. They're really touchy to that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And where I put my stand is on my axis route to my bait. Okay, yep. And my axis route to my bait does not go in a straight line. I don't walk from point A to point B to bait a spot like mm-hmm. everybody else does. I don't have a beat trail with flags down it going straight from from the road to my bait. Yeah. My trail is going to circle past the trees I need to go in. I'm going to pick out my trees, and every time, even if it's out of the way, when I carry my bait in there, I'm going past that tree and walk right up against it. Okay. And when I go down there and climb that tree to hunt, my scent ain't 10 yards off to the left, it ain't 10 yards off to the right, and it certainly ain't behind the bait. Right. That's interesting. That's the biggest one that gets gets guys adding that trail camera later, and they Mm -hmm. put it behind the bait. Yeah. And later, or before, I would never put it behind the bait. I don't go past that bait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is something I, I never... I basically... When I set up my bait site, there's... I never go past a where the bait is. I mean, that's just how... I don't ever venture in there. So, that's... Here's, here's another thing for you that okay. gets people. Okay. Is, um... You're going out with uh, your buddy Charlie and your buddy Mike bear hunting, right? Yeah, yep. Always, there's one guy that does the majority of the work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. And you're probably like me. It's probably you. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and in my case, me. it's probably me, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, when we go out and we put those baits out, mm-hmm. we're baiting for Charlie and we're baiting for Mike, right? Right. And we're doing Now Mike comes along mm-hmm. and he wants to see where his bait is. He wants to see where his stand is. So, he goes out there, walks around the bait. And yeah. You don't think the bears can smell at a new person's vendor? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. They're yeah. used to you. So yeah. you put a blood on. A blood on can pick one person mm-hmm. and out of a them. thousand people in a crowd yep. just by smelling his hat, right? Yep, exactly. And bears are proven to be able to smell better than dogs. Yep, yep. That's 
That's they know individually who's there. Yep. You walk you walk three or four people into your bait, you just killed it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I have the model that my bait site is not a tourist attraction. I've had people, right, you know, right, and that's, right. that's, you know, and people don't get that. Oh, come bait bears with me. No, no, don't. <laughs> the, the only time I've ever, the only people that ever go to my bait site are myself, my wife, and my son. And my son and my wife stop coming because Michigan baiting season is, uh, you know, August through September, right? And they stop coming September 1st. After that, I am the only person that ever goes to my bait site, ever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good practice, that way people don't know where you hunt, but... <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's... You know, I've heard from outfitters, too, you know, that... I mean, some of the, even the good ones will say, um, don't expect to see a bear the first day, because there's somebody new on the bait and they know it. You know, and they're like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I mean, that's just yeah. hearsay. For, for me, for me, mm-hmm. the biggest bears I've killed have always been the first day I hunt a spot. Okay, yep. But I stay out for those bad winds. I stay out for, I wait for timing. Yeah. There's a camera at every bait I hunt. Okay, yep. Always. And I'm watching, I'm watching them close. I'm mm-hmm. watching when the target bears are hitting there. I mean, obviously you got to pick through all that little crap, all the small bears and stuff, yep. which is a lot to learn from that. You see bears on patterns that they come in at noon. Yeah. If you don't have a camera out there, you don't know that. And you're going in at noon to hunt that thing in the evening. Yep. You bump that bear, it's over. Yep, exactly. Yep. So, I mean, those cameras are priceless uh, on baits and you don't want to put them down low where a bear can look at them eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they're going to eat them. Yeah. And you don't want to touch them if you're baiting. Yeah. We always got one guy in the group who is the lucky guy who doesn't have to carry bait and doesn't have to put bait out and doesn't have to get sloppy because his job mm-hmm. is to change batteries, change cards, and, and monitor the cameras because we don't want no food scent associated with those cameras. Yeah. Um, and well, we put the cameras work. up. <laughs> <laughs> we put the cameras up. We either stand on a bucket mm-hmm. or we take one climbing stick and climb up. But those cameras are above head high, okay. aim down. We prop them up with a stick, or, or in some cases we got mounts that actually aim down, mm-hmm. and we aim them at the bait that way. Okay. Um, that way they don't get messed with as much. They still get messed with mostly yeah. by cubs. Yeah, but, uh, cubs love those things, man. <laughs> yeah, they'll climb a spindly little tree to get on them. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Huh, I've, ne- I've never out too. They see the light. Yeah. They, around. The light doesn't seem, well, I don't know if that's true or not. It, it doesn't seem to bother most of the bears. Um, but Yeah, but, but it just takes that one. <laughs> no, it does. It does just take that one. You're, you're exactly right. And I've had, I mean, I've had monster bears look at the camera, and they, yeah. Good grief, that might have been it. <laughs> there was this one monster bear that showed up this one year. I mean, he, I mean, easily Boone and Crockett, no doubt about it. And I, I got a picture of the, the the glare in his eyes from the trail camera because it was at nighttime, of course. And uh, I didn't see that bear again that year. <laughs> that was huh, interesting. Okay. Good grief. <laughs> I feel like a rookie right now. <laughs> yeah. In, in Minnesota, too, when we, were, when we were talking about the amount of bait I put out, uh-huh. if I run out of bait, mm-hmm. it takes a while to get those bears back in because there's competition. There's yes. other guys baiting. Yep. They'll go get on somebody else's bait and hole up in the swamp next to that guy's bait. Yep. Yep. Especially and those sooner or later, bears. they'll come back and they'll check on my bait. Yeah. 
But meanwhile, I'm out of bear. Yeah. You know, this guy might shoot it meanwhile. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I so you do not want to run out of bait. You want to put out enough that it lasts. Exactly. Now, even with that 200 gallons, do you run out of bait up there? Or is there usually some? Um, last time I went out, we were putting out, jeez, uh, um, I think it was uh, 16 five-gallon buckets while we were hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a four or five day span go by without baiting mm-hmm. and a bunch of our best baits went dead and didn't have bait for two days oh, wow. and uh bears relocated and we had to pull them back and they didn't come back till a few days into the season right about the time we tagged out okay and it was kind of funny because we had a struggle with opening day because uh i had this dilemma where where here's the thing you go out there and you bait uh-huh. and those bears get shy for we're figuring two to three days, they're shy again. Yeah. And at three days, all of a sudden, they're just pounding in there in daylight. But what happened is I had so many bears coming into these baits that they ate it in three days. And I didn't anticipate that. Yeah. So I went two days without bait because I, I didn't want to go in those baits right before opening day. Yeah. Yep. And um, those bears relocated. But in three or four days into the season, um, I think it was three days because we tagged out in three days. Mm-hmm. But the third day, uh, all those big bears were back. The last day we hunted, uh, uh, we went and checked the cameras after we hunted, and every single bait had a big boar on it that afternoon. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, that's I. I try to never ever let the bait be empty. Um, just I mean, same thing. I um, I might do it yourself hunt up in Canada. Um, this is up in northern Ontario. I. I thought I, I went up this I went up two weeks before the hunt and I mean brand new area never been there just set up a bait site and I put out enough bait to where I thought I'd have enough and they cleaned it out in four days and I came back and then yeah I really really underestimate how much bait I needed obviously but um it took when I came back and rebaited that spot um i mean there was plenty of bears and they really weren't pre- they weren't pressured at all it still took them um four days to find the bait again you know and so yeah. and then once they found it again it was feeding frenzy but it's, it, i mean there's no bear herds or anything but it sure seems like once one finds them they all find them so, yeah it's strange the way that works but yeah, it's true yeah so and, and i think part of that you know you always hear maybe you don't always hear but um when bears get in the bait, they get the the scent of the bait on their paws and um, the, mm-hmm. their fur and stuff, and they track trails. I'm sure there's other bears, you know, crossing those trails or whatever. But so, and I'm sure they can tell how fresh something is too. That's another thing. So yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, one thing you're gonna see with those baits too is uh, that uh, at least uh, in my experience is that. When I first start baiting, it takes a little bit to pick up, but in about a week, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'll have like 10 different bears hitting that bait. They're hitting it all day long and they're pounding it. Yep. And then all of a sudden it'll die off. Yep. And I think the the, the average hunter would want to go to the bait that's getting pounded and getting eaten in a day. Mm-hmm. But the reason that only a small portion of the bait's getting eaten on the other baits is because there's a giant boar bedding downwind of it that's food aggressive, that's that's mm-hmm. guarding it. Yeah. Now there's no no little ones there anymore. They got kicked out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's another reason that cameras are invaluable. 
Exactly. You'd I, see, uh, uh, you know, on some of them, I'd see um, every time a little bear would be on the camera, no matter yeah. what time of day it was, mm-hmm. the next picture would be that big boar standing there looking around. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Because he's watching the bait, you know? He's oh, not yeah. watching it, watch it, but he's sitting down wind smelling it, you know? Yeah, he might not be eating it the whole time, but he's guarding it. Oh, I mean, it, right. it's almost like they're essentially guarding a kill, you know? It, they're, mm-hmm. they're the big dog of the woods, and they can own the best food source. So, but, they yeah. even do that with us a little bit. I mean, we go into the baits, and sometimes they just sit in the bushes. You can't see them, but you hear them popping their teeth. Yep, yep. So. The same thing. I mean, they're letting you know that that's their spot, you know? Yep, exactly, exactly. So, yep, for sure. Well, we're getting close to time here, Dan, but um, I want to talk. If you got time to tell me your... Uh, Best Minnesota bear hunting story. I'd love to hear it. Okay, okay. Um, my best one wasn't the last season, but the season before that. Um, I had a big bear in a swamp, and uh, I really wanted him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have the weights in Minnesota like you do in Wisconsin. Yeah. But this is a real big bear. He uh, aged out at 15. Okay. And he was real long, lengthy. Um mm-hmm. But they don't have the, the food like they got in Wisconsin that are skinny. Yep. You know, where it's all fat in Wisconsin. Yeah. Probably Michigan has that a little bit, too. Yeah, it, um, it depends. They're leaner up there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, um, I like that one. I wanted them, and uh, I had to sit back and wait for the right wind and stuff. And uh, we finally had that right wind. Um, I got in stand, and uh, I could hear him get out of his bed, and... Uh, slipped down, went to that crosswind, and uh, come in real slow and easy, and it took him right up until almost uh, closing time mm-hmm. before he came out, and uh, I don't know if, what it is about that hunt, but it was just a cool hunt for me, because uh, I think a big part of it was that I had to wait for that right wind and stuff, and yeah. you know, test my patience, and mm-hmm. I sat on baits where I had no intentions of shooting anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I brought a bull, because that yeah. was my bear, you know? Yep. Um, that's awesome. So well, that's cool. And so nice. You know, it, it's almost like like you take high pressure whitetail tactics to bears. You know, just talking. Yeah. About it. It's like is is there like I don't is is there any other things that you do that that's like specifically like some of you learned from hunting high pressure whitetails that you transferred to bear hunting that's just not bear hunting common knowledge, you know? Uh, there probably is. <laughs> I to cover everything, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you get on a phone and you, you try to cover this in a little bit and it gets hard. But Yeah, um, no, it's cool. But, yeah, I'm always thinking about, uh, you know, how they're coming in, what they're thinking about. And I think most people have this thing where, you know, they see an animal like a bear or something and they're just like, oh, I saw one. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, next person that tells you they saw a bear at their bait, ask what what direction the wind was going. Right. <laughs> you know, they can't even tell you. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Or that's all that's going through my mind is I'm I'm calculating why is he doing what he's doing, where is he coming from, mm-hmm. why is he coming from over there? Yeah. You know, um, you know when you get in a picture of a bear three times a day on a on a bait in the middle of the day, you know he ain't walking a mile to get there. No, no. Of you know, you can start putting two and two together. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's similar to whitetails, you know, mm-hmm. the only difference is you're hunting over a bait, Yeah, yep. you know, but you, you still got to figure out, you know, how to get around their noses and everything else. Yeah. And the problem with it is 
is there's not a lot of knowledge out there about bears. Mm-hmm. And, and the, those of us that have it, most of us aren't sharing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, there's a few of us who will. Yeah. Um, but, um, the common knowledge is that, oh, you just put all food and they're stupid. They just walking right in. Yeah. It's so far from And it's just not true. Yeah. And anybody who's tried to do it on, them, on their own and stuff and, and, uh, has to be looking at somebody who's, you know, killing big bears on a regular basis and saying, Hey, they gotta be doing something different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they are. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. When I first started bear hunting, I thought you could just dump some dog food with a little maple syrup on it out in the, the, and out in the maple stand, and bears would just come flocking, and I'd have bear meat in the freezer. I mean, that's just what I believed. I thought it was just a slam dunk, and I didn't even see a bear that year. My first bear hunt, your bear hunting, was just epic failure, you know, and it was just like... It was like, whoa, this is really, really different than hunting deer, you know, or even hunt, or, I mean, it just wasn't what I thought it was. I mean, part of it, too, you see it on hunting media, where, you know, they just show up and just start whacking bears, and you see, you know, they go up to a wilderness in Canada, and there's 20 different bears visiting, and, you know, they're basically hunting from the ground half the time or whatever, so, but. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true, though. Um, some of the, the best bear hunters I know are people that you, you don't hear of, you know? There, there's people that – I know this one guy. I'm, I've got to try to get him on sometime. But, um, you know, because I hunt the third season hunts here in the UP, and the success rate ranges from, like, 7 to 12%. Um, and there, there's quite a bit of hunters, too. And um, most people that kill the bears – do it by luck or whatever and so but there's this guy i met one time at a store uh the only reason i talked to him because he was bringing bread out to his, his car and i thought oh i bet he's a bear hunter and he's like yeah i'm on my 13th bear in a row here in the up i hunt one every year i'm like what <laughs> who are you <laughs> he's like yep both me and my dad we hunt every year and uh um, you know, with some some bears we shoot are small, some are big, but we get one every year. Really? <laughs> and and I, I kick myself because never got his name. I mean, at the time, I wasn't thinking I'd be doing this, but uh, <laughs> I know and I know where to find him though. I'm gonna go to a certain store at at 5 a.m. and be waiting for the guy coming out with the cart full of bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I got a confidence boost uh, uh, a few years back up in Minnesota. Um, you know, I could see that the guys around me aren't doing real well, but I try to keep to myself and I don't ask questions or even go yeah. near them. You know. Yeah, exactly. But uh, um, this is the year that Outfitter wasn't killing anything, mm-hmm. and uh, the two guys I was with both shot bears opening day, and then I was holding out, mm-hmm. and then when I finally got my bear. The warden raided the uh, the camp, mm-hmm. the campsite. Yeah. Because of those outfitters, they were outlaw outfitters without permits and stuff. Yeah. So uh, the warden um, raids the camp, mm-hmm. and uh, after talking to those guys, he comes over by me. He goes, uh, "Did you shoot another bear?" I says, "Yeah, I got one." Mm-hmm. He says, "You had three hunters in your camp, right?" I says, "Yeah." He says, uh, "Do you know there's only been five bears registered in this <laughs> in this county?" <laughs> He goes, you're telling me you shot three of them? <laughs> and one of the oh, other ones was from me putting that outfit <laughs> on that bait. 
You know, that's a little of a confidence boost. I think I'm doing things right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and just doing this podcast, what I've learned is that there's, um, there's certain things that the most successful bear hunters do, including yourself. And, um, and they all seem to sort of, the most successful bait hunters, especially, I should say, you know, it, I mean, even it, it applies to everything, spot and stock. Um, they all kind of do the same things, you know, and they're focused on the same things and uh, have the right mindset for, you know, hunting bears. So, you, you I, know what, uh, you, you know, you talk to me and you, and you, you say, wow, you know, that's an out of the box thing to, th- to think, you know, but yeah. if, you, if you think like everybody else, yeah, you're going to have results like everybody else. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's awesome. <clears throat> very, very cool. <sighs> I could talk, but <laughs> I know we're running out of time here. Um, I guess I got a killer video coming out on that uh, that hunt from last year up okay. there where we uh, tagged out with four guys. Um, that should be out in about a month. Okay. I'm going to have to get you a copy. Yeah. You do a review on it or something. Yeah, definitely. So I'd love to have you back on to talk after, you, know, after you release it, too. That'd be sweet. You could. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, and then the videos I do aren't mm-hmm. like other bear videos. They're not like uh, like a TV show. It's okay. tactical stuff. It's like me and you talking, only we're actually killing stuff while we're talking. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and, you know, um, as I was preparing for this, someone reminded me of, to, I want to talk to you, is that um, I saw your videos on YouTube. You got to, it's on your uh, channel is called Hunting Beast because you own the forum Hunting Beast um, as well. Mm-hmm. And um, which, by the way, is a very, very uh, there's some pretty hardcore guys on there. So if you want to, if you want to get into uh, some serious um, hunting tactics, I would highly recommend reading that forum. <laughs> so but, yeah, we got a bear specific forum on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do great write ups on your hunts too. I I spent all Sunday afternoon reading as far back as I could. <laughs> but, cool. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it was really, really great stuff. But um, yeah. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, so on even on YouTube, you've got some. They're called on your channel. You've got uh, it's called Extreme Bear Tactics. I think a few videos on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I think one of them explains your crosswinds method as well. Um, so yeah, I think I got one on a crosswind, and I got one on a. Where I put my back up against one of those openings and I kill a chocolate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Off topic, but is there is way up north in Minnesota like that? I, is there a lot of uh, not a lot? But is there a higher percentage of color phase up there? Yeah, there's a lot of them. I mean, we had uh, last time I was up there, we had about seven or eight color phase on the cameras. Okay. Nice. Um, and one of my hunters passed a cinnamon to shoot a small black because it had a white fee, and I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, color phase up there. We had a chocolate that was coming in that was just a giant. I mean, it was probably over five. Oh, wow. That would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of color phase up there. Okay, cool. That's cool. I've never shot a color phase, but uh, that, that may be one of my targets for sure. So... Cool. Awesome. Well, you got any closing thoughts or anything, Dan? Ah, uh, nope. Okay, cool. Well, I really appreciate appreciate you coming on. This has been uh, um, an awesome, awesome conversation. Um, I, I, the stuff we're, we're getting into is uh, just on another level in terms of 
of bear hunting here. So <laughs> I think the <laughs> listeners will really appreciate it. And um, so, and uh, thanks for your time, Dan. Really appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll sign out. So um, thanks everybody for tuning in. See ya. Stay thanks here. for having me.